0: If you'd asked Francois Cress what he thought he was going to be when he grew up, he probably would have told you that he was going to be a mathematician. It seemed like a very obvious answer given his background, but life had other plans. And now Francois has arrived at the top of an industry he never expected, running a company he never could have foreseen. But it turns out that his different path gave him the ability to see things in a way others might not. And merging his love of science and entrepreneurial spirit with more than 20 years of experience running luxury brands resulted in something powerful, but opposite of everything Francois had ever known, a startup called Feel more Labs.
1: Five years ago, I was invited to join first the board of the company, Feel Labs, and very quickly we decided that I should run it. It was a great combination of science and tech and complicated consumer branding. Luxury has one specificity. It doesn't follow the traditional rules of marketing. It's all about creativity. It's a push thing. You don't ask people what they want. Otherwise, everybody would walk the runways with a little black dress, which is completely the opposite of what startups do these days. They find a problem and they identify a solution and they push it out and they keep asking people what they want. That's exactly the opposite of what I learned. We always told me never ask customers what they want.
0: So how did Francois go from a world that never considered the needs of the consumer to feel more labs, a company whose sole purpose is to listen to and improve the lives of its customers? Find out right here on The Journey. There are always exciting things happening in the world of small business. The news that grabs the headlines, though, are always the highlights the overnight successes, the billion dollar IPOs, the massive exits. But just like your Instagram feed, that's never the whole story. Let's look deeper than the headlines and press photos. Underneath all of that is the real work of building something valuable and lasting. Don't get me wrong, I love crazy success stories and can be drawn in by those big flashy tales just as much as the next person. But we all know that what's more important than the destination is how you get there. It's the struggles you have to overcome and the insights you learn along the way that make you who you are. So those are the stories we're telling. It's raw, it's honest, and maybe it's exactly what you need to hear. I'm Hillary Georgie, and this is The Journey. So, anyone who owns a small business knows what the difference between surviving and thriving feels like. And obviously we all aim to thrive. That's why we're excited about our latest partnership with UPS. Our listeners know that whether you're moving your business online or getting into new markets or just trying to make things run faster and more efficiently, small businesses are up against a unique set of challenges. That's why UPS designed innovative tools just for small businesses that are made to help take you to the next level. Learn more about how UPS can get your small business moving forward at ups.com slash pivot. For Francois, early life was made up of a family full of academically-minded individuals, stimulating dinnertime conversations and high expectations.
1: I grew up in provincial France. My mother was a professor of literature. My father was a psychiatrist, talking about a lot about the things of the mind. And I was very gifted in math and science. I always knew I wanted to do something to do, mostly with within areas. I was following naturally through school, through the path of mathematics and at least hard sciences. That was more my calling back then. I grew up in the late 60s, early uh, 70s in France. There were no entrepreneurs. I don't think the world existed, even in French, and Bill Gates and other things which were popping up in America. We had no access to it, no visibility to that. It was not part of the psyche. You were working, you had to work, graduate, and take a job and keep it for life. And there were a few possible avenues: You could be a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer. And that was pretty much it.
0: So Francois kept on the traditional path and studied mathematics. But when the time came for him to get that job he was expected to keep for the rest of his life, something interesting happened. He found himself in an entirely unexpected and unaffiliated industry.
1: I spent many years studying mostly math, mathematics, and then physics and this kind of stuff. With no clear idea of what I wanted to do, I mean, in France and I many other places, if you are a very good student, you are taken by the system. You just follow a path. You make zero decision until very late in life. Then I procrastinated as much as possible the time to make a decision of what I wanted to do and just did the best I could and graduated from what's considered one of the three top science schools in the world. I needed to make a decision in my mid-late 20s. And... I ended up completely coincidentally working for the luxury industry, which seems like a complete uh, 360.
0: Although the industry was not where Francois had intended to land, he maintained his natural work ethic and learned on the fly the ways of the fashion world. He rose through the ranks and gained more responsibility. And it wasn't long before he was responsible for entire regions. He'd gone from an aspiring mathematician to a globe-trotting businessman with an entrepreneurial mindset. It was quite the adjustment for a guy who didn't even know the word entrepreneur.
1: I was sent right away to the Pacific Ocean. I was based in Saipan for a little while, near Guam. And I built a store there. And I didn't know the first thing about retail, didn't know the first thing about, obviously, Asia, barely spoke English. The whole thing was really drinking off a fire hose. And learning on the ground, hiring teams in Japan, in the Philippines, building a department store for Japanese tourists, a duty-free store in Saipan. And very exciting that I was given such responsibility because I was by myself and a super great experience. And after that, I moved around Asia with various responsibilities, always in local, regional CEO positions for brands like Louis Vuitton, Céline, Fendi, all the fashion brands of LVMH. Ended up in Australia for a few years and then moved to the US about 20 years ago to be the president of Fendi's. And basically, I grew in terms of territories and number of brands I was managing, complexity of operations. It was a great experience. I'm very grateful to LVMH for giving me so many possibilities because they were moving me around. I have a very global experience, which was fantastic because cultures vary. Those brands are very global, but at the same time, you have to adjust to the local specific cities. And it was fantastic and learned a ton. And then once in the US, I moved around, worked for various brands like Prada, The role, friend of Michael and Ashley Olsen, Stuart Weitzman, and the last company I was managing globally was Carolina Herrera, based here in New York as well.
0: Overall, it seemed as though Francois had everything he could have asked for. Prestige, responsibility, and success. But if you zoomed in a little closer, you would have seen a man who was growing weary of his work. Something he dubbed as an ailment with a unique name.
1: I got a kind of a, luxury slash fashion fatigue. After 20 years, there was a bit of a crisis there of identity. When I started, it was pure retail. There was no internet. There was no tech. Everything was very controlled. You could control your brand. You were just putting beautiful ads in magazines twice a year, opening a few stores around the world, and you could do wonderfully well. Now it's much more complex.
0: The luxury world was evolving, but Francois didn't think he wanted to evolve with it. He knew he had to make a change. So Francois went back to his love of science, joining the board of a biotech startup while still keeping his toe in the luxury waters for the time being. For five years, Francois split the difference between the two worlds before the company he oversaw was sold and he found himself at yet another crossroads. He opted to jump into the scientific world full-time, now armed with his entrepreneurial prowess and a whole different perspective. So what did this new life look like for Francois? How was this luxury aficionado going to tap into his scientific roots to help others feel better via the unfamiliar world of startups? And where did he have to find different perspectives by zooming out and then zooming in to find success? Stay tuned right here to hear more. Today's podcast is sponsored by UPS. Look, if there's one thing that all small business owners know, it's that keeping customers waiting just doesn't work. So UPS has unveiled their fastest ground shipping ever, getting you to customers in cities across the U.S. up to a day faster. And now Mission Podcast listeners can save on UPS's fastest ground shipping ever with the code SOAR, S-O-A-R. Small businesses around the country trust UPS to get their orders out the door and delivered every day. Your customers don't have time to wait, and you don't have time to waste. So head to ups.com slash pivot and use the code SOAR, S-O-A-R, to start shipping and saving with UPS's fastest ground ever today. Francois found himself back at his roots, working in the realm of numbers and facts with a startup called Feelmore Labs a venture-backed company that develops wearable devices that train and tune the nervous system to help people feel and perform better every day. With Feelmore More Labs, Francois was able to tap into his science background and his knowledge of luxury brands as it related to the wearable devices, which created a unique lens through which he and his partners could look at this business.
1: I met great scientists, and he kind of reacquainted me with this field And also made me discover an entire new world, which is not at all common in fashion and luxury, which is the world of startups.
0: Although the startup world was still new to Francois and it had its challenges, Francois knew how to look at things from different angles. He'd been in charge of the big picture as regional CEO for multiple brands. And he'd also been in charge of solving interpersonal problems when he was in the army. Combined, these experiences added up to a man who had what it took to lead a startup.
1: Early in life, either you have a certain leadership in you or you don't. I also spent a lot of time in the French army. At the time, I could test already my ability to manage large groups of people. And I think that, as always, something which uh, fortunately I had quite naturally in me, I think that transfers to any type of job or situation in life, even non for profit.
0: Knowing what you're good at is an asset. But so is knowing what you're not good at, which is a skill that is often overlooked. Francois knew this better than most. And when he was first getting going on his startup journey, he was able to zoom out, assess his own strengths and weaknesses, and then take steps to make sure to fill in the gaps.
1: You learn and you surround yourself with talent when you know that you're not competent. I don't think I'm a great merchandiser. I think I have taste. We all think we have the greatest taste. But am I able to put a collection together and put it on the market and get a sell? Uh, no. I know I'm not really great at that. Then I hired the best merchandiser I could find. I am great at finance and strategy and thinking, yes, I think I'm good. And maybe I need less reinforcement sales. And it's all about how you pick the talents which complement you on your team as you go.
0: And the talented team has paid off. Feelmore Labs is at the forefront of some exciting innovations. One of its products, Cove, has brought to market a different way to make people feel better. It didn't come easy, though, and it all started with a basic idea.
1: It's known that if you interact with the skin physically by touching it, something happens in your brain. That's why you feel it. But there is more to it. We spent two years at least trying tons of different vibrations on the skin on many people's to figure out what was happening. Then basically it was a bit of a shot in the dark from day one to think there is something there. We know we can impact your mental wellness, mental health by activating receptors in your skin, but we didn't really know how.
0: Francois was uniquely positioned to bring in the needed perspective. He could zoom in on the smaller problems of the product and he could zoom out and see the larger implications of getting it right. It's the balance of scientist and entrepreneur that allows him to see the different angles of any given issue and to see the big and small picture all at once, which was crucial in developing the Cove, a device that sits on a user's head and gives off vibrations to stimulate the feelings that will help a customer feel better. It had to not only look good, but actually work. Two areas Francois zoomed in on. The
1: first challenge, and that was really... Coming also from an industry where craftsmanship, the products, the qualities, the, the feet are very important. And we spent a lot of time just building the hardware. Hardware is very hard at many levels. Then we had to vibrate on the head without making noise. Vibrating consumes a lot of power. Then all that, it had to fit. And there is a variability of head shapes and ears and all that is tremendous. Then all that took us a while because I come from pure mathematics. You can't make a Anything you can't lie. It's right or it's not. And you need a proof. There's no discussion there. In neuroscience, it's not obviously as rigorous as the science yet. It wants to be, but it's so complex that we still rely on a lot of people's feedback. There's a lot of layers of subjectivity still involved. We know much more about the brain today than we used to, but it's still a lot of unknown. It takes more money to be extremely rigorous, but I believe it's gonna pay back on the back end. For something that serious, we wanted to take the high road. And I think that's the right thing to do because there have been so many gadgets on the market promising the moon, which are not backed by any true science, and making a lot of statements, which we don't make. We make only statements that we can back by data. I think that's the right thing to do.
0: Francois and his team didn't give up. They kept working the science and the math to come up with a product they could all stand by. The grit Francois had developed from his years of building up retail locations around the world, and the problem-solving skills he learned from his early life in science and math blended well. He could see where to keep pushing forward and where to take a step back and search for a solution in a new way. And he knew how to lead his team. And so for years, Fillmore Labs kept pushing for answers.
1: We nailed a certain vibration which triggers a part of the brain which in terms helps you handle stress and anxiety. And there is an explanation. There is a pathway. It's validated by many uh, prominent neuroscientists. And we have as much data as possible in the field to back it up. That was the whole process. And the first idea is that let's vibrate on the skin and see what happens. And then a couple of years later, here is what's happening. We can help you sleep and stress less and other benefits, which we are unpacking over time. Cognition, you know, better memory, attention, focus, etc. It's a gift which keeps on giving.
0: Francois and his team believed in Cove and the relief it could bring to consumers. Francois could zoom out and see the implications of a world that could tackle stress from a different angle. Still, bringing the product to market has been and continues to be a challenge. One Francois is ready to face head on. The Fillmore Labs team is currently going through a rigorous vetting process, which includes double-blind clinical trials and studies on the results of the Cove on people's overall health.
1: We have a specialized team doing that. We started a wider ago and it was always part of the strategy and I'm very happy we did because I think we are that close. And once it is done, obviously that opens up a fantastic world to us.
0: Unlike the work his team is doing, running a startup isn't an exact science. But Francois is learning to balance the needs of the consumer with the healthy doses of doubt that come in from all angles. Francois knows that to have success in business, you need to build your base of customers, which means you have to zoom out from all of the doubters and zoom in just on what will work for those customers who are putting their trust in you. It is a process and it will take a while before there are definitive answers.
1: And There's a lot of skepticism. And then there are other people who have like benefits after sometimes the first day. Some people have the best night of their life after using it once. Great. Could be a bit placebo. Could be the effect. So the effects consolidate over time. And some people after two weeks, their partners tell them, "Oh, you are so much more patient these days with the kids." Things like that, which they don't even notice themselves, because it's a subtle evolution. That if you look at yourself, you don't always perceive, but your entourage maybe. That's how we created like the lovers those people who at least tried long enough and frequently enough to get to that place.
0: By focusing on what the lovers of the product want and need, Francois and his team at Fillmore Labs have been able to develop something that pushes the boundaries on what people know or expect from a product. And Francois has found that in doing this work, he is reinvigorated because he hears from people who have had their lives improved by Fillmore Labs products. He doesn't let those lovers consume him though. He knows that he has to zoom out to see where else the Fillmore Labs team can have an impact. So how does Francois keep the different perspectives in balance? How does he know when to zoom in and when to zoom out? He has a few key things he does that allows Fillmore Labs to reach its full potential. First, he makes sure to keep everyone involved because people care more when they are part of the conversation.
1: When you're involved, when you have a voice and I try, obviously it's a small organization and it's easier in larger organization obviously to involve uh, when I had hundreds of stores for some brands and you can't ask every salesperson what they think about the next collection, but you try. People are better, a million times better when they work in an environment where they feel that their voice matters. Not that everybody has great ideas all the time and I'm also very honest, mine are sometimes terrible. I try to Create an environment where people are never hesitant to share an idea, even if terrible.
0: And second, Francois says you have to acknowledge your own stages in life and recognize that in order to fight off fatigue, it's important to care about what you're doing.
1: Personally, I'm at a different phase of my life. Getting at a place where my ambitions are different. I was an ambitious young man. I had a fantastic career. I had a very prestigious positions. I made some of my money, blah, blah, blah. The pressure is different for me. I'm really very interested in what we do. I think we are doing something good.
0: So what's next for Feelmore Labs? The is the limit.
1: Now we're expanding to Europe, Canada, UK, and other places rapidly through Amazon. Then we'll have a global presence, that which is technically requires a lot of things because customer electronics needs to be validated. It gets all kinds of certification, which is completely different for each market. And then we are partnering with third-party retailers like Best Buy, which will launch in January. We have a partner now in Russia, partner in the Middle East, and looking at other markets. That's obviously something I've done a lot in my past life for different products. Wholesale expansion is something I have a lot of familiarity about. It's all about exposure, presence, credibility.
0: Despite his impressive resume, Francois believes he's still just getting started. Fillmore Labs has so much more to offer to the scientific community and to the general public.
1: We have a real tool, which is only the beginning. I think we discover and understand much more as we go and many other people will be working on it. But being the pioneer of an area which is so promising is super exciting. And I learn every day in terms of science. There are like scientific papers coming every day. It's uh, fascinating. It's a domain I didn't know much about the nervous system, the brain, neuroscience, it's ever-evolving, and there's so much to discover.
0: Sometimes, we think we know where we're headed. We've got plans and goals, but then things change. It's easy to find yourself in situations that you never thought you'd be in. But the only thing that matters is how you respond to those changes in direction. Because when you zoom out and look at the whole picture, you'll see something beautiful. Beautiful. Francois' path wound into industries he never could have imagined, but it helped make him a better leader because it gave him different perspectives. He could zoom in on problems with scientific precision and then zoom out to look at the bigger problems with an entrepreneurial eye. He has the feel for business and the keen scientific chops that not only make for a good entrepreneur, but a solid leader and a human who is eager to do more, to be more, and yeah, to feel more too. The journey is created by mission.org and sponsored by UPS. To learn more about the show or mission, visit mission.org. And to learn more about how UPS can help your business, visit ups.com slash pivot.